Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. All right. Well, uh, big news. Joe Biden is now officially the president. Party. Party. Yeah. Officially noted on Wikipedia. Yep. Um, And he also. You feel like, sorry, I have to ask you. Particularly Brent, because I know Brent and I. Sorry, Elliot. Not yeah, to Elliot. Just, don't. just log off for a minute. But log off for a second. Let, let but Alan Brent, and I talk. Now we both obsessively sort of follow the news, and we were constantly sort of reading. And do you feel now there's less a need to as often check the news? Because I oh, feel that absolutely. Um, also, I think this was, I think, a part of the brilliance of the nightmare that was Donald Trump was yeah. that he made so much news mm-hmm. that there was an addictive level. I found that towards the end you know, the last few weeks, it was like, it became every day checking the news was good versus evil. And, yeah. and yeah. did, did the forces of good prevail today mm-hmm. or this, the, since the last 15 minutes, since I checked last or did, did evil prevail? And that's not to say that being a Republican is evil, but I think you guys know what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, did <laughs> when, when there's a mob of people that attack the Capitol, like it's, it does kind of become a little bit more stark than like, mm-hmm. than what you're used to in Democrat Republican politics. And so, so yeah, so that, that being eliminated, I have been checking less, although yeah, still it's been, relatively it's, obsessively. I mean, I'm still obsessive about the news, but it's, it's almost like there are adults in the room now. I think, yeah, I think adults. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Fauci it said like. it. Dr. Fauci said it best when he was like, it's a liberating sense to be able to sort of know yeah. that you're you're surrounded by people who trust science and facts and are doing sort of, of course, mm-hmm. we should keep everyone, Democrats and Republican politicians in check and always right. make sure that they know that we are watching them very closely. Right. But it is a relief to know that I don't have to worry that the my pillow guy is going to maybe be secretary yeah. of state next week. Well, the, you know what I mean? The, 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 the sense of chaos and dread has slightly no, more than slightly. The, yeah. the chaos—it's not—it's not a lack of the lack of chaos and dread doesn't mean that you 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 just become you know um, complacent. Complacent, but right. that being said, like I don't when I check the news every day, I don't dread seeing something that is just going to be <laughs> so triggering and yeah, so deeply yeah, yeah. hurtful and painful in the belly, you know, in my belly, and, and fundamentally you know? anti-democratic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so no, it's, it agree. does feel like a nice adjustment and re- readjustment and re- alignment to reality as reality that's not filled mm. with dread and chaos yeah. <laughs> yeah fewer fewer fantasies of jumping off my balcony <laughs> yes um, but with that said uh, joe biden um has uh, tapped pennsylvania health secretary rachel levine we don't know if it's levine or levine the two jews on the podcast don't get know levine. So, <laughs> so it's usually I mean, levine so don't levine. get mad at yeah, me levine. It's uh, levine. levine um he tapped her to be uh, assistant secretary of health and if confirmed she would become the first openly transgender federal official to be confirmed by the united states yeah. senate which so is such a pretty like, exciting radical like speaking of what we were just talking about when you were watching sort of what Trump's going to do every week like it seemed like he always had some sort of attack on trans Americans every, every week. fucking week some every week. subtle thing ha- yeah. would come out about the administration was doing and so the fact that the second to highest you know most important health official in the country is going to be a trans woman is a yep. big deal and also just because trans people in general particularly have a difficult time dealing with health professionals to have that figure in such a high position is so so important yeah I, I thought it was really interesting because like this is not this wasn't an appointment that um you know maybe five years ago would have certainly flown under the radar uh that that particular position but right now given the pandemic like this is a an official that could be you know pretty pretty you know uh visible and seen by a lot of people and we'll we'll be conducting you know some really important yeah uh fucking press conferences and shit so like this is a you know a pretty meaningful uh appointment i think this is i'm surprised at the response i was expecting more i i mean her position i had been following her a little bit in pennsylvania before she had been appointed like a months ago i remember seeing her on television um talking about the pandemic and i remember thinking then 
how difficult it must have been for a trans pediatrician to be mm -hmm. to be in such a high position of power because it sort of speaks to what a lot of people who hate queer people in general like to say, like queer people are out to get your kids. And this, yeah, this right. trans woman is literally saving children's lives every single day. And so it's, yeah. I, 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 was, I was worried that the best would, or the worst would come out in people and they would start attacking mm -hmm. her, but I haven't seen it since the news really came out about her, her appointment. And I, I, I'm, I'm a little yeah. afraid of the Senate, what the senators are gonna say, Republican senators, but I'm I glad that actually, people I haven't been think... nasty. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it will, we'll see how they all vote. And yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think, I genuinely don't think a sitting Senator is going to bring up the, uh, the fact that Rachel's transgender as if that is something to, to hold against her. Yeah. I, but ultimately they might vote, you know, she might not receive the kind of wide um, approval oh, that I think definitely. probably Pete Buttigieg is going to get. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing. I mean, I watched his, his uh, testimony in front of the, the Senate committee this week and, you know, he pretty much sailed through, you know, mm -hmm. lots of accolades, a lot, you know, pr a pretty friendly room. And like, that's, you know, he's going to be officially the first uh, cabinet official, gay cabinet official approved by the Senate. So that's yeah. also not in insignificant. Um, and it's so like because of the climate, I think, you know, I think Trump, Trump left behind such a tornado, you know, it was such a shit show that I think coming out of it the other side, it does feel almost as if it, there it doesn't feel like sur even surprising. It feels like a sort of um, timely adjustment to like actual progress. So yeah. not that we should take it for granted, but it's like, good, Rachel Levine should be confirmed. Good. People I think it's Levine. Confirmed. I think it's Levine. Oh, okay. It's, okay. it's, Le it's Levine, <laughs> Rachel Levine. Oh. <laughs> not even joking. We're here today with- uh, Who are we here with? Median. Ashley Bezgin. <laughs> hey. Hey, Ashley. Hi, Hi, Ashley. Okay, for our listeners, we have to describe. Ashley is wearing probably the best shirt any guest has ever worn yeah. on this podcast. It is a colorful parade yeah. of faces making googly eyes. I, yeah. Is that how you would describe it? Is that it's correct? Bold. It's bold. It's bold. <laughs> it's a bold statement, Ashley. A bright lip. Yeah. Everything. I try. I, I put lipstick on just for you guys. There's and... even a little bit of a liner there. There's a little bit of a wing. Which mm. I'm impressed by. Oh, wow, you really win. came for us. You wow. came for us. Wow, thank it's, you. It's actually just I put mascara on and then I cried at one point today, which like not <laughs> yeah. like I want to mm -hmm. preface it that like that doesn't mean anything of significance happened. That just means the day progressed. It's Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then so I had to redo it, and then like it right. got like really bold after the redo. Right, right. Well, I'm here. You've for always it. so like okay. So we should we should also uh, use the uh, preface that you and I went to college together at New York University, mm -hmm. um, yes. and so we not only went to college together, we met and became friends in APC Rhythm, NYU's number one co-ed acapella group. <laughs> Preeminent. I am still group. very, very, very <laughs> proud. Were you friends with Lady Gaga? I I no. wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't even know who she was, except she was in the talent show. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And you didn't did, you did Brad know her, Drinkwater beat yes. her? Brad beat her. <laughs> Brad <laughs> no. beat her out. Beat her? No, he didn't beat her up. He he. No. Came yeah. in like I think he either won he came or in came first. in first. He came in first. Place. Yes. And and she was in our group, and, then, and he knocked Stephanie out of the top, out of the top spot. But uh -huh. I, if you you maybe you don't remember, but she would. We would see her everywhere. And I remember we did a show, we did like, we would do sets all around the city. And we did one at the South Street Seaport. And <gasps> yes. he was there. And, but she was, if you'll remember, I don't know how well you remember her. I remember very distinctly that she was so annoying because she was so, um, so fucking relentless about playing the piano and performing. Mm. And it all makes sense now. Wait, why was that annoying though? It, 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 it's, it's just like annoying when people have like goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. She was wait, just, wait. She was just You guys were standing there at South Street Seaport being like, we're doing something real. You're weird for playing the piano. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like, he's <laughs> exactly. like, we're singing 
Well, in front of like a fish market or whatever, whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, the support is. I'm picturing like shrimp yeah. in the background. Go ahead. Exactly. Well, she, was, she was in the same NYU like musical circuit as us. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I'm still very proud of APC Rhythm. I was right. the vice president and you had a role. What was your role? <laughs> I was the treasurer. Treasurer. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Oh, Wait. So, what, what what was it like to be in an to be in a college acapella group? Yeah, I, I think for me it like helped me not like die of drinking in college. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I was like everyone was older than me, and they were like, "Oh, we gotta take care of you." And there's also no real partying going on in, in an acapella. Like the after party, not in an true. Acapella group is oh, not. I had a few things that happened. That is true. No, that's true. No, it's not true. We were very rowdy and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, active in partying, and we had retreats. I mean, look at the cast of Glee. Look at where they are now. They're all falling apart. Acapella <laughs> groups are insanely wild. That is, that is true. If, but they... I also, I also feel like when I think about the ratio, I mean, obviously it changed year to year, but th- we were pretty queer. You oh. were queer. I was queer. There was there like, were a lot. yeah, I, like Kobe, I'm trying... Avi. Everyone was like, like any guy that was like, or any 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 like male identifying person. I was like, you're they're like, there's no way you're a hundred percent straight. And they, yeah. And Wait. the more the the more they would be like, yes, I am. You're like, okay, well, so now I know you're definitely not. Right. <laughs> Wait. I mean, I have a feeling because I feel like every listener is probably thinking this. Why is it weird that an acapella group was queer? No, it's not weird. No, it's not oh. weird. It's like. Correct. It's correct. Right, right. right. It's, it's like natural. It's natural. Yes. But what I don't like, what we would have these retreats that were like the, literally like the best thing. But the worst part of it, if you ask me, was that we'd have to, we would do these like games. I don't know who came up with these games, but it was like, write down your, like anonymously, like write down like who you'd want to marry or like who's the hottest or whatever. <laughs> It and was I, like uh, college mash, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like where you do I the hated thing. it yeah. because I never. No one was ever like I. People would be <laughs> like I. I want to like marry. Nobody ever said that I was attractive in those. Yeah, things, sure. And it made me so mad. I want to be his best friend forever. <laughs> but like, yeah, 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 yeah. They they didn't want to eat your ass, right? Right. <laughs> I was still, it's so funny the things that like you remember versus what I remember. I just remember being like, all of like, we were at these people's parents' houses. Yes. And I had such, I like just finished high school. So I had this like high school mentality. I was like, wait, they're just like letting us drink. Like we're allowed to do this. They're okay with it. And I was so, I would just be so nervous. Wait, the houses were in New York City or they were in the suburbs? No, I mean, we would go to like somebody's parent, somebody's house, like where they grew up, like in New Hampshire, oh, got it. Pennsylvania. Okay. I don't think we went like way too too far. Yeah. We're just like but... upstate New York. Like there were all like New Jersey. Yeah. All the, all the close, you know, the quad state area. That's right. So this, is, this is another uh, question I've always had for people who enter into acapella groups is if like, what's it, how, how do you yourself when within the genre of acapella, the only successful band is Rockapella. Like how? Oh. Like how do you? <laughs> how, you're forgetting like about how, the Manhattan Transfer. You're forgetting about <laughs> Pentatonics. You know, you're Pentatonics probably the biggest now at this point. But until you. like 2009, like Rockapella was the only name in the game. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Glee and Ashley, if you agree, I, I think Glee changed it because Glee made acapella not necessarily cool, but it made it popular. And all of a sudden, like Glee covers of current pop songs were like topping the charts. Right. Um, Where I didn't, I barely knew about acapella before I did it. I just knew that I really wanted to sing and mm. that I, even though I did some music theater in high school, I didn't do music theater because the, those people and I are not on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had the same experience where I did musical theater in high school and pretty much like hated it. I, it was sort of like, you know, masochistic. And it mm-hmm. wasn't like I went to NYU being like, I want to be in the theater. I didn't. Mm. I liked music and I thought I was going to go on a mu- more musical path because I was doing opera or whatever. And APC was just like, oh, I guess I'll do acapella. And that, but that was for me, the most 
memorable, important part of college all together. Yeah. Like nothing mm -hmm. else compared to the bonds and the friendship that I made. Also because we were all very funny and self-aware and knew that acapella was really cheesy. Mm. Yes. Like we did a song from Rent as a joke. As a bit, yeah. As what a bit. song? Like we thought it was a bit. The the one. Seasons the of Love. 525,000. <laughs> Uh, yeah. 600 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's start. Let's you got, start. You got the chills. You got the chills. An adult group and Brent can be in it. Here's, here's another, here's another question because I was a fan of rock cappella in high school. And oh. even though I love ragging on the genre, I was, I did, I do, did and do like rock cappella. Did you guys ever sing zombie jamboree? That's my question. Ew, no, but ever do you remember? But that, that's however, wait, let, me, let me explain real quick. Let me explain real quick for everyone at home. That is a, a, a song sung by adults in Rockapella, and it's about like zombies dancing with each other. It is unequivocally dumbest song in the world. And the fact that they even perform it in front of audiences <laughs> is so condescending. And Elliot, so, yeah, so tell me your, your back. You, you, tell me your background. We, both. I think the year that, I don't know if you were judging, if you were new that year, Ash, but that year that I was we would judge as a group the next people to be in the group yeah which was oh, insane wow. and what you, you guys would be remember. the deciding factor on who gets yes. in the group oh that's yes. so it was, glee. it was like a whole it was so like a glee. fucking like mating ritual it was insane oh it was it's so funny you said that it was like a it was like a cult yes we we're fraternity yeah wow. it was yeah fraternity like that that like cult mentality where it's like you have to do like these things were the and like now we would narrow the group down narrow the group, and like yes. talk to them and like yes. we talk would... about like how like their vibe <laughs> yes. like, but, like, like they have they have great pitch but like i don't know like i wasn't really like vibing no. with her. Like, i can see elliot doing a moment being like so sometimes we go on retreats to our um friends houses mm -hmm. and you need to be comfortable with just yeah. like spending the night I can also I can also see Elliot organizing an elephant walk with all the recruits. Where he's, you know, <laughs> he's, he's got his hands on their dongs, and they got their hands on his. And, and the parade well, of dong we, holding. We, we won't we won't go much farther from there. Oh my yeah, god, that's what I. No, there was, there. but we were doing auditions one year, and this one guy in particular came in and sang what turned out to be Zombie Jamboree. It was a zombie jamboree took place in the New York Cemetery. Zombies from all parts of the island. And I Poor think, guy. how does it go? I don't even know it. I it don't. Like, I don't either. Dun, it's very like it's a calypso. <laughs> it's like ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba. it's a zombie jamboree. It's so yeah. bad. And it's this so condescending. Yeah. And this guy sang it, and I think the entire table of us just stared at him, slack jawed, like. What like, is he singing? Is he singing about zombies? Oh that makes me feel bad. <laughs> now I feel sense. bad. Alan, you and I feel bad. I, feel I never <laughs> see in high school. I never had. I I did one musical, West Side Story, and everyone mm. knew going in the part I had because I was the fat guy that didn't that could not sing, but was like How an actor. So I got like the 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 shop owner guy. What's his name? Mm -hmm. Doc or something? Whatever. Dom DeLuise. Dom yeah, Del I got Dom DeLuise. Basically, in Little Shop of Horrors. No, in in West Side, West Side Story. Story. Oh, I don't know. You know, he's the guy who's like Romeo's like advisor person like he's the old guy that was me yeah. and i but i still had to sing in my audition and it was the most embarrassing thing i've ever had to do because i don't sing well the beautiful thing oh. about our, our acapella, <laughs> beautiful oh. thing about our acapella group was for some reason the one rule that i think we had in place or maybe we had it and it lapsed was that nobody from tish school of the arts was allowed in the group <laughs> oh oh wow. yeah it and it wasn't even like it, it was like almost just like unspoken i think Yes, but like it's if spoken. Yeah, because if they were in the acting school, we would just be like, oh, "No, thank you." Thank you. So yeah, were you no Jane Lynch, Elliot, <laughs> of, of the group? No, yeah. I wasn't the. It wasn't that. He was, I was a Simon the, Cowell. No, my my <laughs> role, I would say, in the history of APC Rhythm was I came in as a sophomore just at the right time to say, "Listen." I like what we're doing. I like that we're all self-aware here, but what needs to change is the repertoire. There can't be any more of this Dave Matthews band, this, this fucking like J mm -hmm. John Mellencamp, like not that there's anything wrong with John Mellencamp, but the repertoire is very uh, basic. And I came in and I threw some alt. Revolutionized, yes. I revolutionized, I put, I put Daft Punk in there. I put Max oh. in there. I put oh, Mason Jackson there. Punk. I, I oh my god! You put you put Lorena McKennett in there. <laughs> yes, you brought in the modern artists. Sorry, Ashley, go ahead. 
No, he Elliot had great brought like really good songs in, and I was Thank I you. was down for that. He changed it up like like in um like the the Bellas in on Pitch Perfect in Pitch Perfect. Like he was right, like right. he came in with like his rock song. Like you know what I mean? I had like, songs. He I was had... like, no more Ace of Base. We're no, doing. Yeah, I was I was over. I really was over. We're doing it. Savage Garden. Wait, can and I, I mean, tell you my can I tell you my favorite thing about Pitch Perfect? <laughs> so whenever I get an HIV test at the clinic <laughs> at the clinic in Los Angeles, they play that movie on loop and the way i've had to get it recently i've like waited and like had to come back and waited some more and so like every time every time i'm in i'm in that lobby i'm like anxious for like one reason or another and i'm like pacing one reason or another I'm, there's pretty yeah. much one <laughs> one <reason>. <laughs> <laughs> right one reason and i'm like pacing and and uh and like pitch perfect is on in the background so now whenever i see like that movie like anywhere <laughs> online or something i just like start to like get oh, like, it's cold so sweats triggering. and i'm like, yeah. i love that Ellie, it's, that, that, it's a nightmare that brent starts the story with my thing about pitch perfect it's not not the music not the, any of the actresses whenever i get an hiv test yeah yeah, yeah. whenever i get an AIDS <laughs> test yeah 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 so okay. all i can think about is pitch perfect sorry go ahead Amy. no no so so ash i'm curious what you would say about your um queer evolution not just at apc rhythm but in our college years at nyu mm. I wonder, I'm just curious, like what the experience was like for you. And, you know, I can talk about mine as well, but I'm curious if APC and doing acapella, if that helped evolve it at all and how you identify. I, I, it definitely did. I came from like a very white suburb of Philly and, Mm. and like, thankfully my parents, like we had (laughs) like, cousins who were gay and like based on how they re- reacted and like and then my my mom's my mom's brother like came out and and we, like based on how they reacted I was like okay so th- they're very fine with that like that is not mm-hmm. a big mm-hmm. deal but it, I wouldn't really like let myself like think about that I had this weird moment when I was about to go like it was right when I first started driving and I drove myself to um play a play practice there was like a theater that was like outside of the school that we would do we called them straight plays as in non-musicals mm-hmm. right uh, <laughs> and I was like sitting in the parking lot and I was like so what if I like what if I did like women and I like I would like wouldn't even like let that thought cross right. my head and I specifically remember sitting in the car and I was like well I don't know if I do but like that's okay like I had to like mm-hmm. be I was like oh okay that's and like I mean also long story short like I'm like the worst kind of queer person I like dated men and women and ended up with a man so right. you, <laughs> you wor- bitch I'm the one everyone worst. hates <laughs> yeah that's not that's not the worst <laughs> what was your evolution <laughs> like, Ellie did acapella in, play anything oh sorry sorry actually. no but Wait. in but in college like in in college and like in this acapella group in particular I was like oh my gosh people are I was like oh you could be like a total weirdo and like fully functioning yes. in society like you don't just have to like be like uh either like a like I, I had this weird like gender role mentality where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna go to college but like I'm gonna be someone's receptionist one day like you know like I had this like like I still thought that like I was like oh I'm gonna have this like male boss and I'm gonna be a receptionist like mm-hmm. even though I'm like at NYU for music like I don't know why right. and I was like oh I'll be, like I loved meeting like a bunch of weirdos and yeah but like they weren't but they weren't weird and no one thought they were i was like oh you just like there are so many different types of people yes that's what did it that's how i felt too i felt like i mean you know i think personally like i didn't know what the fuck i was i had no idea what i was doing i was wearing like mesh shirts and i you know i really had no idea what i I had like shirts yeah, when I came out, I was like, uh, maybe I'll try like tank tops. And it was, yeah, it was yeah. all a fucking disaster. Wait, do I hear piano? Is someone yeah, playing chopsticks? I'm, I'm, uh, yes, and for, I'm sorry, guys. I'm in <laughs> my parents' basement and my niece and nephew arrived. That's so I am cute. not playing chopsticks. My niece and nephew That's arrived. That's so cute. Four hours ago, and they are playing chopsticks. Oh, I love I, it. I, I certainly do not have the heart to tell That's them to go so to bed. So. No, no, no. <laughs> Let Great. it happen. I no, love Elliot's really tank top face. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, I think when I came out, I was just such a mess at school in terms of like identity and like, you know, I went to like the LGBT center, and it was all like, you know, granola like pan like pansexual granola people, and I was like, <laughs> I just didn't know what to do, you know. And yeah. ultimately, it really wasn't until I got to APC where I felt like. Oh, I can like I can be funny 
and these people will respond to that and we can do music and mm -hmm. I can like be open about my sexuality without it being like a thing like it, mm -hmm. it wasn't a thing but I will say the downside of it downside of it all was that um I really 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 wanted nothing more than to like let my voice at our concerts I was always praying that somebody after every concert would come up to me one guy and like give me his number based on my mm. singing abilities oh. and it never happened the only people that would come up to me and hit on me for my voice were women always, mm. always women you have the voice of an angel too, yeah. you do <laughs> have a ph phenomenal voice obviously. Oh, thank you We sang in we would sing around the park or around the, the city, mm -hmm. and we did one sing uh, in Central Park, uh, and uh, we sang there pretty often. But I don't know if you remember Ashley, who gave us twenty dollars. Mm -hmm. President Donald J. Trump himself. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Wow, twenty dollars. No, I've not heard that right? story. I haven't heard that story before. He yeah. had. He like watched. Yes, he watched, and then oh, no. walked away and had his assistant. Come, come back. back and give us a twenty dollars. He probably doesn't carry cash, right? Yeah, why would? Because he, he doesn't have cash. any. Yeah, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it was it like was that was so just weird. his assistant's twenty dollars. Yeah. It was so weird. So it was wild. such a strange moment where it was mm -hmm. like, oh, that that was Donald. I Trump used to have to take sing. calls from him. Yeah. Yeah, when Alan. I, yeah, you. Yeah, Alan's When I worked about, in yeah. politics, I had to take calls from him for like fundraising calls. It was Ew. the strangest. Yeah, very strange experience. Yeah, talking to Donald Trump. I just yeah I just I, I think like the que the queering of it was it was an interesting place to be in terms of you know in college like it's so strange to try to find your sexual identity and like I don't want to speak speak on your behalf but I will say I was a I was a mess and being out that young is you know, even even for even in like whatever years those were, the early, the early to mid two thousands, it was mm -hmm. still jar. It was jarring and new and strange. It gets and, better. Uh, it gets better. It got, it got <laughs> somewhat. It got a little well, better. Well, you know, we I feel like we hit college at this kind of weird time because we're very lucky in that, mm -hmm. like, you know, I think even six years earlier, the acceptance of gay people was just not as ubiquitous as it was. Like when we started uh, going off to college, but. It also wasn't like it is now where just sort of it's just so everywhere, everyone online mm -hmm. and people are faking being gay and all these things. Well, and I also think I'm sorry, Brent, no, I just think, Ashley, you're a testament to like that idea. I mean, the one thing that stood out that you said just a little bit ago about how you're like the worst kind of queer that you ended up with a man. What I think is like our college experiences at the time that we were in college and the years that have followed since show that the whole sort of evolution of sexual identity and gender and queerness and all of these different things show that like being queer just isn't liking a, the person of the same sex. Right. It's, it's a whole identity experience of like, yeah, exactly. It doesn't necessarily have to mean who you end up with or what you do sexually. It's, it's your identity. It's who you are. It's how you look at the world. It's a different kind of looking at the world. And I, I like that it also just means you're like not uh, regular. Is there yeah. a better way to say that? Like no, you're that's like, true. I'm just like not basic <laughs> you no, say basic like, <laughs> i, I say that hesitate. like i almost didn't say but i have a i have a very dear friend who like is in the suburbs with two kids and she's like i'm basic and i love it like she's yeah. great like well, that, of course the I fact that straight people are me. fine yeah i think that's yeah. just fine <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. but she's there's like, also I love like it. even queer people now that's what's so great about even just doing this podcast there are queer people now who have the queer sort of freedom to be basic, be basic. Too. to uh -huh. be basic, you know what I mean? to like just to be basic and queer and just live a very regular life, fuck. and that's cool. To like, defy COVID, <laughs> pro, uh, pro, to defy COVID. Well, rules. you're going in a different direction, Elliot. <laughs> I, uh, I was being nice. You're mm -hmm. you're shaming now. Okay, wait. So now I want to segue <laughs> just a little bit to. I'm curious. How, you know, I've known you for a long time, and you always were. Uh, you were into fashion in a very you know unique way. But it really was, a you got a little older, and especially upon graduating, that you took a real deep dive into an aesthetic. And I don't know what the right 
title of the aesthetic would be, but you have chosen an aesthetic and it's only, mm. and it is yours and just yours. I, th so I always want, I think I always wanted to like dress like a crazy person, like when given <laughs> the choice. I also, people try to, I, I, someone was like, so what would you say your, your aesthetic is? And I was like, well, currently it's like large toddler meets fashion twink. <laughs> I can't tell you how many clothes I have that are just like like designer men's clothes from like mm -hmm. the bargain bin at Century 21. Like yeah. yes. But I so I had um I had an older sister and I had a younger sister who by the time she was I mean I still have them. They're not dead. Yeah. Um, you're right. I, I I'm one of four girls and so my older sister was like always taller than me and my younger sister by the time she was three and I was five. She was bigger than me. So I'm five years old and I'm getting hand-me-downs from like a seven-year-old and a literal toddler. Mm -hmm. Like I never, they're like, well, I, we don't have to buy clothes for Ashley anymore because something's going to fit her. And like, I resented that so much. Like as soon as I started babysitting and getting money, like it all went to clothes, which was yeah. not, uh, not a lot. Like it was mostly mm -hmm. just like, wearing a scarf in a weird way yeah mm -hmm. but that changed i mean that changed and you got to a point i mean your fashion is so so unique has such a distinct aesthetic has had has amassed its own following online um and but my favorite thing was when we first when you first graduated and you were working i think it was like a like a music business job i forget mm -hmm. exactly where it was but your description oh no you're working in the financial you're working in finance and your, I think it was finance. There were right? a couple. I mean, I had like I had I worked at like a, an indie label. When I first graduated, I was like working at an indie label, and yeah. then and then I was working at um, then I, I worked for a clothing designer. Right. It was like I, a really small clothing designer label, and then I worked for um, what used to be EMI. Mm. Yeah, I think I forget which job it was in particular, but you would describe <laughs> your description of going to work and having to wear like regular clothes and then leaving work. And you said you would, you would undress on the subway <laughs> like Superman. Yeah, I would do, yeah, I called it supermanning and I would like take off. Oh yeah, when I, I did, I worked in finance. I find yeah. at one point in my life, I realized my like childhood nightmare of being a receptionist and it was right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I had to wear like a suit and I would wear my like <laughs> leggings and like tie-dye <laughs> under it and then take it off on the subway. I was like... Because <laughs> most that of your clothes so are funny. like literally fluorescent. And so the yeah. idea of you supermanning was like my, fa was, like, my favorite visual ever. Because you can't like... The idea of you having to wear like a pantsuit just made me... had Just brought me so much joy. Wait, <laughs> Ashley. Scratching like, it off. On that, like, one of the things, I mean, for me, I don't know, I, I love it that, like, both Elliot and Brent can look at someone in an outfit or something and they can pinpoint that it's going to be something that I would wear or that I look mm -hmm. like Diane Keaton and, like, like the flowy <laughs> things. And, like, there is something about smocks. having... A, yeah. a, yes, smocks. Having a very particular sense of style that people can pinpoint and identify you with and Which like i have. get validation from it i love it that i don't dress i dress in a way that people can identify but isn't normal quote unquote and right. like do you feel that way too that like do you take pride oh, in the it. idea that people can call you out and be like that's something ashley would wear because you yeah. can stand up in your in your fun outfits too i do yeah okay I, when i first did like club stuff i got like i would i actually got nervous that like i didn't want it to be all about that so i would yeah. wear like like I literally had like my club khakis. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I'd be like khakis and like a t-shirt and like people would be like, Bez, what are you wearing? I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's great. Just going then, to work. I, then I like gave up. And I think the last time I performed at Caroline's, I literally wore like a tie-dye toddler onesie. I, I like, love this it. This is I what I'm wearing. Wait, before but, um, um, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Oh yeah, but I do. Uh, but um, but uh, Alan, what you said, like people like sending you stuff. So a, a friend, a mutual friend of me and Elliot, uh, Brandy Barber. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we love. We, me, Brandy's a friend of friend, the pod. Friend of the we pod. Love her so friend much. of the pod. 
she sent me a screen grab of an outfit and she was like, this is so you. And my response was the photograph of it because I already owned it. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. By the way, you literally wore leggings that you ended up wearing leggings that Robin started wearing in the body talk era way before she wore them yeah. and way before it, they were quote unquote, it was normal to wear leggings. Robin with a Y, you need to specify mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. not on a gay podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you go, I just wanna also just, I'm just curious, um, you know, so you, you know, as you identify as queer, but you are now with Shane mm -hmm. um, of, for a long time, your younger sister, um, um, it's not, wait, am I, Natalie? No. Yeah, Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. So Natalie is gay and married. Correct. Right. Um, so has that, has that shaped your queer identity as all? I'm just, I just out of curiosity, because, you know, she came out, I think she came out later. She um, did. Yeah. She, I mean, she had had like a, a couple boyfriends. They were both like a couple years, like longer, like she was kind of like always in a yeah. relationship, it seems like. And then she went from like, I, there was a, a good, I would say like that good amount of time in between her last relationship and her current relationship, but then it just like moved, it moved very quickly. And uh, I mean, her wife is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I just, it, it like made things in retrospect, like make a lot more sense. Mm. And I think the thing that she said to me, she was like, yeah. So she was so obsessed with the Spice Girls. Mm. Oh, wow. And Which she's one? like. Which one, Sporty? Mm. I, I think the collection spicy? is spicy. what she told us. I see. She liked, yes, she liked Spice Girl. Spice, spicy bread. spice Girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's like, like, it just made, like, all of the things that like she, like the people, you know, like the celebrities and stuff that she's like, she's like, no, I, I wasn't obsessed with them I was like attracted to them and yeah. it like made she's like everything like sort of like made more sense yeah that's awesome. amazing well yeah. anyway I was just curious but anyway we yeah. can't thank you enough for doing this I'm so glad we finally got to do this and so much fun uh, maybe we'll throw maybe we'll throw a cut in or a cut or two of <gasps> APC rhythm oh, into oh. the mix I do have, um, this is insane. I, my, my mom, I, I looked through a container that I hadn't, like I forgot I had, and my mom compiled like all of the programs. <gasps> the programs. From, like, the programs. I'm talking with starting from like second grade, but it includes APC Rhythm and I just- Oh, wow. Those are made by wow. me. <laughs> wow. There's a gem. by Elliot Wexler Glazer. Mm -hmm. wow. um, Ash, where can people follow you online? Uh, on Instagram is Daily Bez and mm. uh, Twitter. So I did get kicked off Twitter. Um, Wait, why? Last oh, no. year, I changed my profile to Donald Trump and said I have COVID before he had COVID. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So just Instagram for now. So I did get kicked yeah. off Twitter, but I have an old. If you want to follow my my old Twitter account, it's just called Regular Bez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my that's god, awesome. that's the well, funniest thing I've heard all day. I love that's that. you're a true patriot. Oh, Thank you. Bow down. Thanks, Ash. Thank I love you, you guys. Ash. Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> Bye. And another thing. So this is um this is not this is a universal <laughs> understanding of a <laughs> of a friendship with Brent Sullivan. Brent has always <laughs> his singing voice has been a very distinctive um, <laughs> uh, characteristic that he's maintained ever since i think alan you, i could speak for you as yeah. well that, that ever knowing him yeah his singing voice has always been a very distinct sound it's a sort of like nasally uh <laughs> tr a trombone or like a tr yeah. like a trumpet, trumpet brassy it's like a, it's like a deep voice delaying stretch in a way but like uh -huh. actually with more singing ability oddly. alan I'll, I'll i'll send you i'll send you the clip of me singing in the shower I played for you guys last week and you can maybe yeah that'll be piped in that but yeah. but we should say it's the, que the question really becomes now is Brent singing as his like musical hero, Mary Travers of Peter, Paul and Mary, yeah. or <laughs> is he, is he singing as Mary or has Brent 
like has it has has it sort of like own. created it has he has mary created yeah. a monster by that becoming brent's singing voice quote unquote and or is brent's actual singing voice something we've never heard before okay so, so i thought it'd be an interesting discussion i'm happy i'm happy, I'm happy to feel, i'm happy to field any and all questions about this because it's I, I think it's you know fundamentally important yeah. well uh, first in our society yeah, we should know because how, 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 what, where did your obsession with Peter, Paul and Mary start? Because, yeah, you know, like when did you first hear a Peter, Paul and Mary? Song? I, I'll never forget it. It was in high school. I had to do a, a chemistry like lab write up, which took hours. And I remember going to borders and I was like, I want to buy a new CD. You know, I've always had very kind of ec eclectic tastes in music. This was before you got your Playgirl wrapped as a gift, right? <laughs> That's right. This is, this is before I would yeah. get my yeah. my magazine gay porn wrapped by the, yeah. the, yeah. the, the, the cashiers. So I just had I, to clarify the time for my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so I, I, and I, I just saw this album called Around the Campfire, and it was a compilation of Peter, Paul, and Mary's hits. <laughs> And I bought it. It was a two. It was a two CD. Uh, uh, How much was collection. it? Uh, probably twenty bucks. You know, wow. fucking CDs were so expensive. Yeah. Remember when even one CD was like, yes. yeah, nineteen dollars. Oh, I, I think I remember paying forty dollars for like a special edition. Right. Ray it was probably yeah. that. It was actually probably. I think I'm. I was more free willing with my money then than I am than I am now. Um, and I got it, I brought it home and I started playing it. And I was like, you know, I really like this. I, I'm really jiving with this band. <laughs> didn't introduce you to Peter, Paul, and Mary? No, not at all. No, this was- oh, yeah, I totally would have assumed. I discovered them junior year of high school. And wow. and then I, it was that night that I noticed that Mary, <laughs> and Mary has this incredible, especially in the later years, like the last couple decades, she had this incredibly brassy singing mm -hmm, voice. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's just like, it was like, you know, the fucking, like you hear these sirens or something, you know, what, what's that like um, myth about like, uh, someone on a boat hears a bunch of sirens singing and they're just like drawn to the sound of these these singing oh, voices. That's is that what happened to Natalie Wood? <laughs> yeah. See, I was going to say, she, she actually, Mary sounds like a tugboat. Yeah. Yeah. I found it's like, these, a, like her voice perfect, is so strong. I found these perfect clips that encapsulate how it almost sounds like she's shouting. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> she sounds like a trumpet. She sounds like she's shouting. And for some reason, that is like, that is like music. To, it's perfect to me. I and I realized around this time that I don't care about bass. I'm all about treble. I know, that, <laughs> I know that's unconventional, but her voice is pure that should be treble. your Tinder profile. <laughs> all about that treble. I am all about that treble. Her voice is pure treble, and like I was just really, and I would even sometimes turn up the treble in my in my car when I was playing it. And oh so my that's god! Where, that's wow. where, and I've been obsessed with her ever since. But also, okay, but at, sorry, at what point did you did you uh, uh, that become your singing and, voice? And, and, yeah, at what point did you like by osmosis? Was it by osmosis that you began only singing? And do you only sing like Mary? Because I've never heard you sing in any other capacity than as Mary Travers. This is like when I actually sing, I sound like a like a little boy in choir <laughs> practice. Like, because oh you God, know, yes. how do you normally sing? You, you know, um, um. Uh, what's a song? You can't I, mean, sing. I can't think of a song. Like, what's Off like the a magic dragon? Uh, no, silent night, holy night. Like that's how I would sing. Otherwise, it's like ridiculous. It's fine. I sound stupid. I guess, but I feel like that's stupid. Well, let's hear and... it, Mary. <clears throat> silent night, <laughs> holy night. <laughs> So oh my we, god but that's a lot more compelling don't you think <laughs> i mean i feel like a lot of people who think they can't sing which i mean i don't i don't think i can't sing but that doesn't stop me from singing but i think they create a voice that they like or that they can make fun of to then be their singing voice i think a lot of people do that that yeah, yeah, well brent is a, a, a brilliant impersonation of uh me slash anybody who has melisma like anybody who can oh, riff, yeah. Brent does like a, like, I don't even know what it's like. A share. It sounds like you're impersonating Cher. Well, it's like, it's like the American Idol riff. Like whenever you would watch someone, 
It's like that ridiculous thing, like on Idol, whenever someone's like trying to show off and it doesn't sound good. Yeah. Uh, the other big one, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I hate this. This was another one that, that shows up on singing competitions. Whenever people want to show off like their range, they do that low mm-hmm. thing yeah, where yeah. they'll, Elliot, you know what I mean? They're the like, Christina Aguilera growl. And then they like go up from there, but like, and like the crowd always loses their shit whenever someone sings like that. And you're like, you sound like, you sound like Chewbacca. You sound like garbage. <laughs> you certainly don't sound like me right now. That's that was, that was introduced. That was an in- a Christina Aguilera. Per- yeah, uh, she was big into that. Yeah, you were saying that recently. Is that what she did? Like you, but you know what I mean when I say that, right? Of like, course. Singer, yeah, it's yeah, the growl. Yeah. The growl. She does a growl. I fucking hate that. Yeah. It sounds I, so it, bad. It's like Jennifer uh, Jennifer Holiday. No, yeah, Jennifer Holiday in Dreamgirls yes, when she does yes. that. And I'm telling you, it's like, I'm gonna tell <laughs> you. <laughs> You're not gonna leave me. And she's like shaking and sweating. And I mean, it's yeah. powerful, but girl. Sure. Right. Christina right. also, yeah. Christina also, I think, mainstreamed it a lot in yeah. the late 90s, early aughts. Um, but wait, and so I have to say, I was shocked because I just assumed by nature of knowing your parents and Ann Arbor, and I was like, oh, they're folk, they're folk music fanatics, NPR loving yeah. folk music fanatics. So of course. Peter, Paul, and Mary was a thing for you from childhood. I did not know that you discovered them on your own and gravitated specifically toward Mary. That's so, it's funny you say that because I I guess I hadn't considered that you would assume that. But another reason why I think I I like them so much is because they really were, they really hit their stride in the 60s and 70s. They were a huge part Mm -hmm. of the anti-war movement. They also were really into civil rights. Like they they performed at the uh, Million Man March in which Martin Luther King Jr. gave his famous I Have a Dream speech. Uh, They performed at that march. Like, so they were really progressive. And so when I do listen to them, I just can picture my hometown, which of course you guys know I love. I love my hometown, which, and I always think of Ann Arbor kind of hit its zenith in the seventies in the anti-war sort of you, you, whenever you walk around campus, you can like picture anti-war demonstrations mm-hmm. because it was like, that's, that's where they were happening at the time. And in, in not only just college towns, but really progressive college towns. And so it's so it very much, I clue into my childhood. I think when See, I always uh, thought when I listened to them, your obsession with Mary Travers was like my obsession with like Kathy Bates. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was yeah. almost, same I, level somewhat ironic like, a little tongue-in-cheek yeah well mine but see, no that's what that's what you see now i think that's where you get both of us wrong elliot is that like mm-hmm. i don't you. think my love of kathy bates is ironic it's very intentional it's very sort mm-hmm. of like this person is the definite like literally i just watched fried green tomatoes recently again and it's like this person is the definition of like cool in a way you know what i mean like it it just sort of personifies that and i guess mary travers kind of is like that for you so the last thing the the last like like gift from god uh uh when it comes to like my relationship with peter paul and mary is right when i got into them in high school i had a cousin who lived in ithaca who had this boyfriend i think she was in college and her boyfriend uh, we visited them one summer and someone was like, oh, and my dad was like, oh, Brent loves Peter, Paul and Mary. And my cousin said, my boyfriend is their tour assistant. Oh, wow. He is the tour assistant of Peter, Paul and Mary. And, and I was like, oh, what's Mary like? And I remember she said, yeah, what is she like? Do we she know? said that Mary was um, exact, like a chain smoker, I think. Yeah. And like very kind of like, uh, very like brassy personality, but like, but like, you know, charming. And I also remember learning that my cousin's boyfriend quit the tour because Paul was so cruel and my mean. God. He was so mean that the guy apparently quit uh, oh halfway through the tour. Wow. And Paul, That's believe it or wild. not, was, is a, well, he's very, while he's very progressive, he was a huge leader in like the Christian music movement. After well, he was married, he was like actually. one of like the forefathers of like like Christian music. Yeah, because a like, part of like they're all really the Christ- religious. The Christian movement of the fifties and sixties, and a lot of in in many parts of the U.S. actually was yeah a big part of the civil rights movement as well. So like yeah. there 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 was a lot of tandem work happening yeah. there. My I remember my parents always saying that they liked Peter Paul and Mary, but that they were so that Mary just looked so unfortunate <laughs> as the years <laughs> went on. Like she just looked, which is why you must you gotta love her so for that. Early. Yeah, God love her. Yeah. She was. I, I don't say this flippantly, but she was stunning in the 70s and she 
she I, I I won't get too I won't get too crass here, but she aged almost worse than anyone I think I've seen. Like she really yeah. aged poorly. But to be able to unabashedly do that and still perform, that's oh badass. That is badass. badass. Cause you she know she's aware. Out, she would come out on stage in like flowing silks, silks because I saw them live in concert in high school. I went with my wow. good friends, Betsy and uh, Angie, I think. Wow. And so we saw them in concert and she, she twirls her hands during, while she sings, like, like wildly, like she's like conducting a symphony. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this woman. She's perfect. Oh my God. <laughs> well, to, to that point, uh, I think it's important to ask, you know, in a, in a, as a gay guy, it's so often that we're in a culture where people really, you know, iconicize and, and worship divas. We've talked about that mm -hmm. many times. So obviously your your musical taste is far left of center, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and with Mary being your true, like number one queen diva. I mean, even Enya's yeah. like tongue in cheek, even though you like yeah, Enya, yeah, yeah. Of, course. Cheek, yeah, of course. Yeah, Mary's like the real deal. How right. has how has that been met in terms of dating and in terms of like other gay friends and guys and like what, yeah. how, how does the world accept your I have, right i of course i get i get that they aren't big and they were big in like the 70s and that they're not big now and that they're and even then they were the magic dragon right and they <laughs> yeah. were well whoa 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 how they dare were you they they weren't necessarily you like son of a bitch up there with fleetwood mac now let's right, be real right right right, <laughs> right. <laughs> per perfectly fair um but i'm still surprised like there, i've never met a single person who was like understood I, again i know it's like kind of far-fetched but i've never met one guy who got it not once. Mm. Wow. Um, and you know, people don't usually even know their names anymore. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they'll be like, "Oh yeah, Puff the Mad." Like my parents bought me that when I was in kindergarten, that <laughs> album or something. Uh, but like, yeah, I've so I, I've never been able to to really connect with someone over it. But I, I have a feeling if I'm ever going to get married. Uh, I'll know by the end of our first date because the guy will have mentioned Mary Travers. Literally, I think any gay guy needs to do is just Google a picture of Mary Travers. And like and to, me, to me, I see that and I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think we should just go out on Brent, just you singing just in <laughs> one, just one fell swoop, just puff the magic dragon as much as you want as Mary Travers. <laughs> and puff the magic dragon. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing Brent, what would your aunt ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast let's just say i don't want to hear your demo tape <laughs> my aunt joanne would say any real jew knows it's levine levine is for goys <laughs> <laughs> how about aunt anne my Aunt Anne would say, I, I can relate with Brent very much. My favorite singer that people just don't understand is Amy Grant. And I, mm. I don't know why. I mean, every heartbeat starts with you. Mm. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. Oh, I'm Brent Sullivan. And I am Mary Travers. <laughs> no, you ain't.